ideal date with him would either be in like the I guess the basement part of like where Audrey is where talking I'm about questioning <laughs> this date <laughs> no like you're gonna have a date in the basement talking about talking about like different crime cases because he's like oh okay a mystery talking about not a basement basement like a like a office basement yes and it's where they do um it's where they do like their forensic study okay okay everyone and welcome back to family fiction with hallie and carmen um so today's episode um hallie and i are trying some different things with our setup um we're still trying to figure out the best way for us to sit in my room and record this podcast because i really wanted us to have my bookshelves in the background but i don't know about it it may not work in the long run so we'll see we'll see how long it sticks Yes. So, um, today we're going to be talking about our book boyfriends. So that's exciting. Um, so yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> um, so basically we're just going to be talking about the different fictional men that we are in love with that I'm sure the rest of you are also. And, um, just kind of like, you know, how they would treat us, red flags, all the little nitty gritty details really going to explore what our relationships would be like with them and if this ever gets to youtube and you're watching the video version my hair looks crazy right now (laughs) it's got so much volume happening don't know um so before we get started with the discussion hallie what are you currently reading well my currently read hasn't changed um i am still on when Stars Come Out by Scarlett St. Clair. I am almost finished with it, and it's okay. It's not exactly been my favorite thing that I've read, but we'll probably talk more about it once we do our March wrap-up. We fixing things? Yes. <laughs> and, Carmen, what is your currently reading? That's so much better. <laughs> okay. Um... So, my current read is the same as last week. Surprise, surprise. Um, Not that the book's not any good. It's really good. But I have had an absolutely bonkers week at work. Um, Two of the days this week, I was at work for 12 hours straight, both days. Um, And so, when I got home those nights, I did not feel like reading. And then I really, like, showered and went straight to bed. Um, and then the other nights I've read, but I've just been so freaking tired from working those two days. And so we're recording this on a Friday. Um, so today I got off early because of all that extra time. Um, and so I do plan to finish it this weekend for sure. Um, but I did tell Hallie, I've got two books left on my TBR this month. And I don't think I'm going to get to both of them. So this might be the first time on the podcast that I will not have finished a TBR when we do our wrap up next week. I am not the only one. But I've said that the last couple of times. So maybe I'll pull it out at the end. It's probably going to be me because considering the last two that I have. Because I have Furyborn by Claire Legrand, which would be a reread for me. But then I have freaking Priory of the Orange Tree. And I don't know how the heck I'm going to do it. But, um... 
next Thursday, I am going to Nashville for a doctor's appointment. So I'm sure a majority of that will get read there. So maybe I will finish. Who knows? Maybe. I still think you overestimated yourself on the reading. I try. So um, it'll I be so- interesting to I see. I sometimes forget that uh, I'm a college student <laughs> and, you know, just get burn out and just not want to do anything and just lay in my bed and cry. That's Well, and you know, I say I'm not going to finish my TBR, but I think I'm still going to have like six or seven books to talk about. So... Yeah, it is what it is. I've got two books that are getting carried over from last month because they got finished after we recorded our wrap-up. So technically, they're not this month's TBR. But I never got to review them, so they're going to be put on the wrap-up. Um, so yeah, other than that, how's your week going? Good. Very stressful. Um, It's the first week back from spring break, and I hated it. I was like, I just want to lay in my bed shut up <laughs> world's tiniest violin uh but other than that i've pretty much done nothing but like try and study for biology That's... i hated biology yeah i'm i'm just praying to pass that's all i'm <laughs> at honestly this point. That was always me, too. But it's my last biology that I am required to take, so I'm like, you know what? If I can just pass it, we're golden. That's fine. Everything's fine. I'm just crying on the inside. Yep. Um, yeah. My week, I mean, I said, like, I've had all that work stuff, and that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. So, it was very stressful and very mentally exhausting, and... My eyes were on fire by the end of the day, even with blue light glasses. So, there we are. Um, I feel like there was something I wanted to talk about. And I don't remember. Don't look at me, I don't remember either. Anyways, um, so I guess we'll go ahead and get started on today's discussion, because I feel like it's going to take a minute, because we're going to be gushing and ooing and aahing. So, um, like I said, we're going to be talking about our book boyfriends, and each of us have five. You do have five, right? Yes. Okay. Each of us have five, so we're going to take turns going back and forth. Um, And with each book boyfriend, we're going to do an ideal date with this person, um, how I would be treated, um, how many shots it would take to be with, to, I guess, talk to this person, date this person, whatever. Um red flags, green flags, and how they would treat my enemies. So, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. Switching it up. Switching it up. Switch up dance. Come on, Hallie. Switch up dance. I can actually dance. I look like Chandler Bing. That's the only only dancing I can do right now. I look like Chandler Bing from Friends. We're definitely going to have to eventually put these on YouTube because that was beautiful. <laughs> okay. Um, so my number one pick, forever number one pick, is Peter Malark. Yes. From The Hunger Games. Because I love this man. I was always in love with this man. And then the boobies made it worse. Then I was obsessed with Josh Hutcherson. It was a time. 
Um, so with PETA, you know, you get the whole package. You get, you know, ruggish good looks. He's kind. He's sweet. He's beautiful inside and out. Um, but an ideal date with him, I kind of like with the ideal dates, I kind of started to think of like dates they would take me on thinking like, this is a good date. This is the best date I could plan. And so with PETA, I envisioned that we would go on a hike with a picnic and that that picnic would be at the top of the hike or whatever, somewhere with a really nice view. And when I thought about this day, I did have in mind from Catching Fire when him and Katniss are sitting on the beach. Beautiful. Um, But yes, that's kind of like the thought process I had. I feel like if he's going to, if Peter was planning a perfect date, ideally for me, but in reality, it would probably be for Katniss. But if he was planning an ideal day, I envisioned that he would probably plan a hike with a picnic with a good view. Just a really nice day outdoors good conversation super romantic all the nine yards um for how I'm treated I think I would be treated great you know he's very thoughtful and empathetic so I could see him you know bringing me things that he saw that he thought of me and he thought I'd like or like even just something as simple as bringing me some flowers because he saw them and he thought of me. Stuff like that. I think he would be very, very, like, tuned into your emotions. He'd be very aware of when you need alone time versus when you really need PETA time. It makes me feel so single. <laughs> I know. This is probably the worst podcast decision we've ever made in our entire lives. Um... Because we don't have any real men in our lives. We just have the fictional men. Yes. So, for how many shots? um, I think one for him, because he's a very, very shy person. Um, If you've read the books, then you know, like, it took him a minute to work up that courage with good old catnip. But, yeah, I think one for him. But, wouldn't take any for me. I'm there. Be there, be square. Um, for red flags, this one, so I did think of red flags for each of these guys because, like, while we would all like to say, oh, yes, no red flags, they all have red flags, ladies and gentlemen. Every single book boyfriend out there has a red flag. PETA's might be kind of obvious, but PTSD. Yeah. Homeboy has some serious PTSD, not even just like the Hunger Games, but that time that he was in the Capitol where he had the tracker, Jacker Venom, like he, he's dealing with some things. And so I think it would involve a lot of knowing when to give him space and when to be there to comfort. Um, as far as green flags go, I have kind, caring, empathetic, um, and a good listener because he is. And then for how they would treat my enemies. So I think PETA, I think, did a very good job of just like doing like whatever Katniss needed him for. The bare minimum. Was, not the bare minimum. Not the bare minimum. Bare maximum. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Allie, don't you trash talk, my boy. Um, He was very good at like backing her up, like whatever she needed he was going to be there for so I think he would be very good at planning with me to take down my enemies he wouldn't fully take control of it nor would he stay out of it he would help me 
I say jump, you say how high. <laughs> like, stay with me always. That level energy. So, yes, Peter Malark, ladies and gentlemen. Hallie? Okay. Next. So, this was very hard for me because I had to, I have a whole list, but I had to narrow it down to five. So, that tells you anything about what I do in my spare time is make a list of all the fictional boyfriends. Anyways. For the first one, we're going to jump back to, I would say, about fourth or fifth grade. And we're going to go with Percy frickin' Jackson. So, listen, every girl was obsessed with him when these books came out. I was no exception. (laughs) Um, I would say an ideal date with him, I keep throwing the pen, would definitely be anywhere where there's water. So probably at the beach, I would say in the ocean, surfing, just like a nice little like sailboat. Yes. Yes. So, because here's the thing, we would get along so well. He likes the water. I love the water. And you're a tide maker. And I am a tide maker. So even better. So um, probably also spend our spare time um, sword fighting because, you know. He is a demigod and um, just doing, you know, typical demigod things. I actually took a test one time who my godly parent was and I don't remember who I got. But anyways, um, I would probably be one of those kids that's in the, isn't there a cabin for the kids who don't know who their parent is? Hermes cabin. That would be me. <laughs> You'd be in the Hermes cabin. Um, anyways, as far as to how I'm treated, I would say I'd be treated fairly well look at how he treats annabeth (laughs) there you go um i would i feel like that would be i feel like that relationship would be very chaotic which question yeah would your sword also be a pen would you have matching pen swords yes i get i have this with your initials carved on them with for my birthday he gives me a he gives me a pen, <laughs> like like his. If that ever happened to me, I would just keel over. I would die a happy death. Um, the shots question is going to be very questionable, but um, I would definitely say about two or three, <laughs> just to be for courage, for courage, maybe, but also just because to be like, why not? I mean. When you live the demigod kind of life, you're probably get, if you're as soon as you turn twenty one, you're probably gonna want to get a little drunk to cope with your reality, you know, of running from monsters. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I want with the new Percy Jackson book coming out. With I guess it's because Percy's trying to get in college. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> That'll be real interesting. Um, so. In- in terms of red and green flags, I can tell you the number one red flag, all caps, underlined, bold print, is obviously he's a demigod. That'd be a number one red flag, running from monsters and, I mean, look at his dad. <laughs> he's like that cave in TikTok. Freaking sucks. Have you met his dad? <laughs> Have you met him? Freaking sucks. Have you met his dad? <laughs> Oh, and that's the, of course, that's like the Greek mythology nerd in me, because I mean, like, pretty much all the gods suck <laughs> in terms of love lives. Um, I would say the red flag would be just running from monsters and just 
you know, not dying, almost dying every time you turn a corner. You would get to put all of your book knowledge and supernatural watching knowledge to exactly, the test. Exactly, exactly. See, another reason why he is the perfect boyfriend for me. Speaking of supernatural, though. I'd have to keep him in check, though. <laughs> Speaking of supernatural, though, you need to watch Lockwood and Co. because it's ghosts. Anyways, continue. Uh, anyways, um, as far as green flags, I would say he's very funny. <laughs> Look at him in the books. <laughs> Very sarcastic. Very sarcastic. Again, yeah. Styles energy. Again, that's exactly why we would be in the perfect relationship. He's my Styles. Of course, I don't know if I would want to be cons- Scott. <laughs> Poor Scott. Anyways, we need to do a Teen Wolf episode when I finish. Again. Alright, as far as treating my enemies, I'd say I'm pretty much safe in regards to that. He would take them down, probably drown them. <laughs> The perks of being Son of Poseidon, you have control over water. I would say I'm very much in the safe zone. Of course, is there a safe zone, Percy Jackson? I don't know. That's something you'd have to find out. (laughs) Overall, if I had to rank him, I'd say he'd probably be a good solid 8.5, 9 out of 10 boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. I'm giving Peter a 10 out. Well... Infinity out of nine and a half out of ten. The PTSD would be kind of crazy. See, now that Ethan's told us that he doesn't agree with some of our rankings. I know, <laughs> he's made me think about stuff more. I know! Ethan, if you're listening, you're making me think more. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I like it. Um, alright. Your turn. This one I'm mad about because she, because I was going to put it on my list and she said she had it and I had to change um, ladies and gentlemen, I have Bat Baby Asriel, <laughs> the Shadow Singer. Uh, um, you know, we love a tall, dark, and handsome man. <laughs> He's beautiful. He is beauty. He is grace. That's what I kept saying about Nikolai about the Shadow <laughs> Bones. He, he is beauty. He is grace. Um, so Asriel. I foresee a date with Azriel being a nice dinner date, a glass of wine, maybe some dessert, and then a walk afterwards. Like a nice walk and through the village, like a over walk Rainbow. Volaris. Isn't it Rainbow? That Rainbow part of the Volaris that's like all colorful that Favor likes. I'm vision, you know, walking over the bridge. You know, just having a really nice walk and him walking me home. It would just be like the most like romantic, simple date. And it would just be like trying to get him out of his shell. Very peaceful. It would be a lovely evening. A kiss goodnight. You know, just like the whole like (sighs) rom-com moment. Um, If everyone broke out into song... (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. One of those things. Um, how I'm treated like a dang queen. <laughs> like a dang queen. You know he's parent friend. You know he's doing whatever they need doing. Very caring. Somebody even looks at you wrong. They're dead. Good luck. Um, how many shots? One for me because I'd have to get the courage because is intimidating and also one for him to get him out of his shell so one each um red flags 
he is a little reserved and closed off so I think that would be something hard to get over I feel like that would be hard to like it would be those you know like the rom-coms and there's always that like breaking point where the couple pretty much breaks up or almost breaks up like I just want you to let me in tell me what you're thinking you know that situation I feel like that would be an issue yeah I feel like there would be a point where it'd be like just tell me what you're thinking just let me in so and lots of things like cover up some past issues maybe like some of his past um green flags he's very caring um very empathetic he's very protective yes he's heroic he's a warrior so you know don't even worry about it um how they would treat my enemies destroy them what am i obliterate there's a oh gosh what is that from oh the adam driver i always think of this for some reason whenever i think of somebody destroying their enemies i immediately hear the adam driver snl skit crush their bones into the dirt where he like has that crow and the cane have you seen that skit? Yes. Crush their bones into the dirt. That's all I can like I'm envision. I think of Saturday Night Live. I just think of the Pedro Pascal episode. It's that was a, funny. It's a me, Mario. I can't. It's, it's red. red. <laughs> um. So yeah, definitely destroying them. You know, torturing them with the truth teller, all that jazz. <sighs> Next. Okay. Now this other one would also be a very ideal man for me simply because of what he likes to do um that is thomas cresswell from stalking jack the ripper series by carrie menescalco now let me tell you when i first read this series i had the huge crush on this man he's tall dark and handsome he likes to read (laughs) anytime i say that or anybody else says that i just hear the spongebob he's so tall dark and handsome me wow (laughs) um i'd say an ideal date with him would either be in like the i guess the basement part of like where audrey is where talking about questioning this date (laughs) no like you're gonna have a date in the basement talking about talking about like different crime cases because he's like oh okay a mystery talking about not a basement basement like a like a office basement yes and it's where they do um it's where they do like their forensic study okay okay because you had me worried continue (laughs) we're gonna have a date in the basement might get kidnapped it's it's fine i might get held hostage from any villain in that story because of him anyways um this is getting worse (laughs) it's getting more i need to quit talking um i would say definitely talking about like crime and solving cases um we would probably find ourselves in a bookstore buying books probably mystery books because of course i just feel like that would be just the perfect date not the in the basement portion (laughs) not in the forensic basement but in the um down there with the body bags (laughs) literally um (laughs) i would probably have to leave (laughs) Because I couldn't stand it. Is this a date with this guy or is this a date with Sam and Dean? Because it's kind of feeling simple. <laughs> God, could you imagine a date with... Dean's buying you pie, <laughs> let's be honest. 
Anyways, um, how I'm treated, I would say I would be treated like a princess. He would treat me right. He would, um, he'd call me darling. Because <laughs> uh... this takes, because this story, like, takes place in, like, London, so you know he's British. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, as for shots, I personally would need, like, three shots in order to get the courage to even talk to this man. He would probably have zero. Because <laughs> he's that flirtatious and that playful. So, I would need the liquid courage. It's a sticky situation. Yeah. Um, as for red flags and green flags, obviously a red flag would probably be that he's constantly in danger with the murders and all that stuff. Well, <laughs> minuscule detail. Red flag might be that one he that took kinda, me on a date. One that you kind of glance over. Red flag might be that he took me on a date in his basement. I don't know. Another issue would probably be there would be lots of, um, there would probably be lots of fights between, because he would probably tease oh. the crap out of me. Oh, fights between you two. Okay. I was like, physical fights? Like, where he comes home and he's all, like, bloody and you gotta clean him up? Those are always the best scenes. I don't know. He may from a crime scene. Anyways. um, I would say there'd be lots of bantering, lots of teasing. As far as green flags go, I would say, again, he's kind. He's flirty. He's very just... He's he's (laughs) well-rounded in that department um i would say i'd be treated great and treating my enemies um we would have to first out find out who my enemies are because it'd be a freaking murder case someone threatening my life then we'd have to make a plan to track them down and arrest arrest them their bones into the dirt yep it would be a lot of strategery strategery (laughs) what is that from we started saying I think you said it. I think my mother started it. That is, yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. Janelle. Strategic. I said that at the bakery one time and they went, what? And I said, it's a, it's an Allison family thing. It's an Allison thing. Just don't even question it. But yeah, overall, I would say that'd be a very sarcastic relationship. Again, like Percy, very sarcastic. <laughs> Next. Okay, my next one is, you know, honestly, he's the reason that I loved this series as much as I did, and that is Julian Blackthorne from the Dark Artifices series by Cassandra Clare. I just, wow, wow. Um, so, ideal date with Julian. He's a very, like... How am I trying to phrase this? He's a very simple man. Like, I could see an ideal date with him being pizza and a movie night in. We love that. Like, very simple, but very effective. Very effective. Like, asking me what my favorite movie is. Let's watch my favorite movie. You know, stay in. Have some pizza. You know, just a chill, chill date. Very nice. Dinner in a movie situation, but not, like, out. I mean, I could see us going out, but most likely staying in. Um, how I'm treated, I think I'd be treated like family, because he's very family-oriented. So I think you'd be treated like one of his family. 
Um, how many shots? One for me for confidence because I love him. Um, red flags. He's very he's kind of reserved as well. Like he tends to block out his feelings. Um, but he's also super, super protective. And I feel like that could be a red flag because I think he'd be protected to the point of like, just let me do what I'm trying to do, Julian. Stop it. <laughs> and I feel like he'd just be, you know, too protective. Overprotective. There we go. Um, green flags. He's very loving, very heroic, very empathetic. He likes to paint. That's so a great green flag. Paint poetry. Portraits. Poit- <laughs> he could paint portraits of me. Paint like one of your French girls. <laughs> oh no. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, lots of green flags there. He's very caring, very empathetic. Um, the protective thing could be a good thing, but honestly, he's more overprotective than anything. But yes, he does like to paint, so I could see that being a definite green flag. And then. How they would treat my enemies. Um, he would, ha- again, same as Peter. I think he'd help me take them down. Because he's very like, you know, I'm going to try to stop you from doing this stupid thing. But if you're going to go do it, you're not doing it without me. That situation. So, yeah. Next. So, the next one that I have is um, from A Court of Thorns and Roses. He is the himbo of the group. <laughs> the What? The dum dum of the group. What did you say? The himbo. <laughs> Ow! What is a himbo? I'm not explaining it. Um, Cassian. <laughs> is that another character? No, it's a term. I've never heard that before. I've heard not himbo. The cronk of the group. I'm gonna stop talking. Um, Cassian. Moving forward, Cassian. We're gonna talk about Cassian. Um, okay. An ideal date with Cassian. Let's see. <laughs> oh my. Lots of beer being consumed. Lots We'd of probably... Screaming match. I would... Here, I would... Here's the thing. I would probably plan the date because I know there's no <laughs> way... Uh, there is no way I would let Cassian plan the date. But somehow... He would still wind up planning the date and we would end up in a bar. <laughs> That's how it would go. Or, For drunk karaoke. Yes. We would probably start out saying, okay, we're just going to go to a restaurant. We're going to have a nice evening out. And we'd wind up in a bar. Somehow. Some way. In a screaming match. In a screaming match either with somebody or with each other. It's be a very chaotic date. <laughs> be a night to remember. Oh, yeah. Um, as for how I'm treated, I would say I would be treated... How do I put this? I'd say I'd be treated well. Because I know he would care for me in his own loving way. Which would probably be a little bit of teasing and... No, it'd probably be 70% teasing and like... 10% loving (laughs) it'd be be a match made in heaven (laughs) um what happened (laughs) my wrist gave up yeah i would i'd say i'd be treated all right (laughs) would i be treated like a queen 
That's debatable. <laughs> Very debatable. Um, and Adder... Adder. Hello. <laughs> when it comes to shots, whole bottle. Both of us. Whole bottle. <laughs> it's gonna be needed. Whether to go on the date to begin with or to get through the date. <laughs> I would probably, as soon as we get to the restaurant, be like, just keep it coming. In order, if, if I'm gonna live through this night, I need to be hammered. <laughs> and I don't really don't want to know how that night would end with both of us being <laughs> hammered. <laughs> I don't know where we would end up. Okay. Red flags. Well. Where do I start? I kind of want to say destructive. Impulsive. Very impulsive. I would say very impulsive. Let's just say he doesn't think before he does anything. He just goes straight into it. Um, I feel like he would be the definition of actions speak louder than words. Or in the matter of actions are more destructive than words. I'd, I just have a feeling that I would probably be home alone. And I'd get a call from like Reese and be like, listen, come get your man. Because he just blew up an entire building. <laughs> With my child. <laughs> With Nick's in tow. Or if people be like, where's Nick's? And I'd be like, I don't know. Cassian had him last. <laughs> I'd get a call. He's burned a building. Please come get your That relationship would probably end in a breakup. And then him being like, no. You can't leave. You won't allow yourself to leave. Some for, All I'd say is for some reason I'd have to go back to him. For some reason. Odd reason. He's not all bad. He's not all this bad. This description's kind of making him sound like he's the craziest person on earth. He's not. He's just... He's just very... He's it, very unpredictable. Yeah, that's that's the word I would describe him, but I feel like he would be very sweet. Like, if it's just the two of us, very sweet. Not as destructive. Be more sweet and caring in his own lovable way. Um... As far as, that's kind of along the lines of green flags. I mean, he is very caring. Like, you see how he acts with his friends. Like, he's very, very, like, he'd treat you like family in a way, at first. Mm -hmm. he de you'd definitely have to meet the rest of the group, which I don't know how well that would go, but. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck, especially with Nesta. You wouldn't have to do much to meet Elaine. What you see is what you get. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, I feel like Nesta and I would kind of get along in terms of reading choices. <laughs> yeah. She reads a lot more smart than you do, though. Yeah, that is true. What you read? A book. <laughs> About, About a book. What? About a book. Um, as far as treating my enemies, once again, that unpredictable- Grind their bones into the dirt. That- that is what I feel like when it comes to treating enemies, that is when that unpredictableness would come in handy. Because at this point, I'd be like, I don't care what you do to him. Just <laughs> let loose. Do what you want. And I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like with him, I would probably have no part in it. Because I'd probably say, hey, this person pissed me off. And he'd be like, say no more. Out the door. <laughs> 
not even give me a chance to explain. Just, they're gone. They're, they're dead. <laughs> so, to enemies, it's like Asriel. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. I'd say that'd be a very... It probably sounds chaotic, but it'd be a very fun relationship. That probably, that would be a relationship to remember. Yes. <laughs> and I'd be okay with it. Although I, w I don't know if I'd remember much of it, because I'm pretty sure half the time I'd be drunk. <laughs> I think you'd have to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to be an alcoholic. Which, honestly, I feel like that's the only way you could have fun with him, is if you were an alcoholic. <laughs> or, you yeah. liked, or you liked to fight. That's, that's another quality. Yep. Moving on. Oh, Cassian. I love Cassian. Um, my fourth pick is um, Dorian Havilliard from the Throne of Glass series. This lovely, lovely boy. Um, our date is 100% at a local bookstore. Heck yes. And with maybe... So there's two options for this. They could either... It's going to be one or the other or both. So my favorite bookstore and a coffee shop or drinks and dancing. I feel like I could go either way. Maybe both in the same day. Maybe books in a coffee shop for brunch. Drinks and dancing at the end of the night because we spent the whole day together. I feel like it could go both ways. 100%. Um, for how I'm treated, like his favorite person. Like his best friend. I feel like I would be the person that he comes to talk to. You know, I feel like he's very personable as far as, like, if he had somebody in his life, that's the person he's going to discuss all of his problems with. That's who he's going to talk through all of his issues with. That's who he's coming to for anything. Um, how many shots? Uh, one or two for confidence. Um, because he's a freaking prince slash king. You see how so, he talks. Definitely gonna need a couple shots just to not have a panic attack every time he speaks to me. Um, I think like Hallie's early earlier, he's definitely gonna be calling me darling. Oh yeah. Hello. Um, red flags. He's slightly arrogant. <laughs> God. And I feel like once bitten, twice shy, as far as the fact that his previous relationship was beheaded. Um, oh, look at that. I've been embailed. Uh, uh. <laughs> so I feel like he would be a little nervous to get into another relationship. But I'll fix it. Um, green flags. Very thoughtful, very protective, very passionate. Um, he's going to discuss books with me for sure. He's going to recommend books to me, which is even nicer. Um... Yeah, we can discuss books. That's really all I need from a relationship. Um, and then how he would treat my enemies. Again, this could go one of two ways. Either he's freezing them to death and they're going to die of, you know, pneumonia or whatever. Or he's going to call Aelin and have her go light them on fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because him and Aelin are, are, you know, best friends. And I feel like I could see him being like, listen gets her on the phone this man or whoever woman has been messing with my girl I'm gonna need you to go take care of that and I could see her being like oh I'm so ready to cause some chaos and they might do it together 
And then Rowan will be in tow, rolling his eyes the entire time. <laughs> um, but yes. Charcoal would be nowhere to be found. <laughs> Let's not speak of him in this episode. Because he's not, he never even came close to making the cut. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's Dorian pretty much summed up. He'd be good. I feel like he, he'd be that'd good. be a relation, that'd be a good relationship. Yes. That's well, a wholesome relationship. Mm-hmm. This next one. Oh man. So this one I feel like it would start out as like a friends to lovers relationship. And that is with Will Herondale. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful man. He's he's he is just the freaking Herondales. They're just they're everything. I cracked myself up, but it's I don't have time to explain the context. Continue. <laughs> okay. So, I feel like an ideal date, you're going to laugh at this, but I feel like an ideal date would be going to a, a park, going to a duck park and making fun of ducks. <laughs> not the ducks. And saying Kelly, he's not going to be in a duck park. They're vicious killers. <laughs> he's going to look at you and go, are you kidding? <laughs> or we could maybe, like, how do you feel about going and harassing ducks since they made your life miserable? How would you feel about that? You will be rewarded if you go. <laughs> I feel like he would take you on a stroll. Yeah, I feel like the it, park. It probably and then be... there's ducks there, and it's like, let's take him out. Yeah. Um, I feel like he'd be like he'd like start to pull his weapon out and be like, "Will we're in public? <laughs> Can't there's there's people around. <laughs> Can I shoot her? Not in public. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we would take strolls." Maybe wind up in a bookstore somehow. Maybe just for me. <laughs> he likes to read. He'd probably he'd probably get me into classics because him and Tessa discussed books. I'm not the big. I w- I'm not well. No, I wouldn't say I'm not the biggest fan of classics. I just don't read them as often as I should. Um, but I'm sure he'd probably be like, "Oh my god, you need to read some freaking classics." He'd definitely get you to read some Jane Austen. Oh, yeah. And Bronte. Um, but... Both Brontes. Yeah, I would say that would be an ideal date. Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'd say just a walk in the park with no ducks. <laughs> Hopefully around. Because I feel like if even one duck was in, like, his peripheral vision, we'd have to leave. Be like, he'd be like, alright, let's go. But we're not done. There's a duck. We're leaving. <laughs> We're out. We're out. And I'd probably get mad at him for it. <laughs> um, as for how I'm treated, oh man. I would be treated quite well. Very much treated like a princess. That's just God how to describe this man. And gorgeous. Gorgeous gr- gorgeous girls. I just keep thinking of the from Black Friday when she goes, four beautiful blonde boys. <laughs> four beautiful blonde boys. Okay. So Sorry, as kid. for shots, he would probably have to have none. <laughs> just because of how he acts. Um, I would probably need at least three or four. I, I just need, I need a little liquid courage because... If I saw this man in public, 
or if I just saw him in general, I'd clam up and be shy because that's just who I am. I just, I'm shy around boys. I'm not afraid to admit it. I am very shy around boys. I just moved that. Um, yeah, I would say three or four shots. He may need one, he may take one shot just cause. I feel like. I don't know. Alright, red flag. I don't know, he's pretty. He's pretty courageous. Pretty forward. Yeah. I just recently reread those books, remember? He's pretty forward. Okay, then it would be me that needs the liquid courage. Um, as for red and green flags, well, <laughs> red flag would be, um, he has to go around and fight demons, so he's obviously putting his life on the line almost every single day. Um... He's a little closed off. Yeah. I feel like he puts walls up and he just doesn't want people to get close to him because he's afraid he's not going to be around, I guess. That relationship would have to be built on trust. Very much so. And you break that trust, you're out. So, yeah. Um, Green flags, I would say... He's very caring, especially towards, like, friends that he probably, well, would consider family. I feel like Shadowhunter's characters are very much based on, like, family. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I would just say that'd be a very slow relationship, because you'd have to start out getting to know each other, building that trust, and then maybe jumping into a relationship. So, as for enemies, well, I would say they would be dead. Because, <laughs> look at me the wrong way. Well, because your enemy's probably a demon. Yeah. <laughs> a demon. more than willing. A demon or a downworlder or just... <sighs> Let's just say He's they... He's going in guns a-blazing. Oh my gosh. Heck Yes. I would probably be like, you go on ahead and take care of it. I'll just stay here because my butt ain't fighting a demon unless I absolutely have to. I mean, shoot, I've got a freaking exorcism on my laptop. So, I mean, I'd be ready. <laughs> and I could also put my supernatural knowledge to use. I was say, just put a with will. salt circle around yourself. Yeah, I would probably... I would probably be the one in the relationship that does all the research and be like, no, Will, you need to do this. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <gasps> See, you could be a dynamic duo in that way. You do the research, he does the fighting. Partners in crime. You're the to his dean. We're partner. We'd be partners. I feel like we would start out as, like, friends, being, like, partners, and then being like, oh, we, relationship, <laughs> incoming. But yeah, I would say that'd be a very much a partner, a dynamic duo relationship. Honestly, knowing my luck, we if Jem went in the picture, we'd be pair of a tie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Are you talking about? Are they? Pa you'd be pair of a tie before you got together. Because no. you can't be pair of a tie no. together. No, I was just saying knowing my luck. If I existed in that world, we'd wind up Parabatai. And not be together? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. Like, before you got together? Yeah. No, my luck. 
Well, swing and a miss. It worked out for Emma and Julian, so. <laughs> Worth a shot. Just take a shot in the dark. It exists. All right. Final one. <laughs> my stomach just made a weird noise. Um, I have for my fifth and final pick. <sighs> Mr. Jon Snow. The well-deserved should have been King of the North. Um, and I am talking about the book version, not the TV show version, although I love him. I am talking about the book version. I love Jon Snow. He's beautiful. He's protective. He's got all the, he's got all the goods. Um, so I think a date with Jon Snow would be like a ride. You know, like go for a ride. And then some sword training. And definitely some drinking somewhere. So it would just be like a very like active activity based day. A very um what am I trying to say? Oh gosh, the words they've failed me. Uh, what is it called? Oh, it'd be a very a very extroverted day. I couldn't think of the word extrovert, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long day. Um, it would be a very extroverted type of day. Um, very outdoorsy. Uh, for how I'm treated, so again, we have another person who's very, uh, he treats the people in his life very well. So I think I would be treated like his safe space or like his home. So again, same as with Dorian, you know, if he is having a bad day or has a problem with something or just needs to talk about something, he's coming to me with it. Or if he receives good news, I'm mm-hmm. the person he wants there. It's kind of like the same thing as Brooke asked Lucas at the end of the that one season of One Tree Hill, I can't remember which season it was. Well, after they won state champions, that wasn't even at the end of the season. Um your dreams have come true. Who do you want by your side? It's that situation. Um, how many shots? Absolutely none. <laughs> I don't need it. He don't need it. I'm there. He's there. Be there. Be square. Um, red flags. He's very overprotective. He is very impulsive. He's going to do what he wants to do. He might talk it through with you first, but he's going to do it no matter what you say. Um, and he does have probably a little bit of PTSD going on. I mean, family life, not the bestest. You know, he's got a good father. He's got some great siblings. But his, uh, I don't even know if you call it stepmother situation. She's not really his stepmother. Whole thing with Catherine going on, not the best. She's kind of awful to him. So, he could be, it could be better. Um, so yeah. Got a little PTSD in there. Plus, you know, everything he went through with the wall. You know. <laughs> the zombie-like creatures attacking. You know. The White Walkers. All that jazz. <laughs> Might cause a little bit of some PTSD. Yeah, just a little bit. Just, just a smidge. Um, green Flags. He's very loving. He's very passionate about the people that he loves and passionate about protecting them. And he's very skilled. Homeboy can handle his own with a sword. Like, put him in, coach. He's taking them all out. All of them. Um, Quickly rising through the ranks at the wall. 
Yeah. You know, like, doing some great things. So, lots of, lots of green flags. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how they would treat my enemies? This is exactly how I wrote it down. Hunt them down, slice and dice. <laughs> he's in and he's out. Like, he's hunting them down, Choo-choo. slicing and dicing. He's in and he's out. He's getting away with it. They're done. They're taken care of. That's all she wrote. Yes. Jon Snow. Ladies and gentlemen, love him. King of the North. So my last one is going to be Jameson Hawthorne from The Inheritance I knew you were going to. I was like waiting on it. I was like, where is Jameson? So our ideal date would most definitely be going to an escape room. Yes. We would definitely be going to an escape room because you know. And you would break a record at the yes. escape room for getting out we'd the prob- fastest. We'd probably, they'd probably give us like an hour to get out. We'd be out in like 10 minutes. <laughs> Not even. Probably even five. If all, if the whole crew went, we'd be out in five. Oh my gosh. Could you, man. <laughs> that would also be very chaotic. I will say though, I'm sure, well, the whole crew probably wouldn't go. Xander would probably go just to be a third wheel and being like, oh, you're going to an escape room? Say no more. I'm going. But I feel like we'd have to, like, sneak away to go on a date because I feel like somebody would follow us <laughs> from the group. One of them. Or, and I'm actually taking my um, love language into account. So my love language is quality time. If you watched our any, not watched, if you listened to our Enneagrams episode, you would know this. But, um, I feel like I would sometimes like to just, you know, chill at the stay in the library. Oh my gosh. I would spend days in that library. I feel like we would either stay in the home together in the library, probably solving riddles there because, you know. And discovering all the hidden passages. because yeah, there's, you know, there, there's never a dull moment in the Hawthorne household. <laughs> um, we would either go to an escape room. Or we would go to a bookstore for my sake. I feel like he, those dates would be my favorite. Out of all the book boyfriends, his dates would be my favorite. And then like Percy Jackson, those are, those two are tied. Um, as for how I'm treated, oh, <laughs> I would be treated so well. Um, he would probably give me gifts and I'd probably be like, um, thank you. <laughs> I'm not, like, a huge... He would give you gifts that you have to, like, solve some sort of riddle or puzzle exactly. to get into the gift. Uh, and quick side note with this. I've actually had to do this before. So, with graduation, Nikki gave me a present. And I had to solve the capsule thing that it was in to get the prize, almost. And we st- I still have it. So, again... This is why we would be... I feel like Christmas and birthdays would be that... That would be the kind of gifts we would get each other. Mainly him, because I suck at doing, like, creating riddles and stuff. Of course, if I was in that relationship, he'd probably teach me how to do it. I created the riddle that went into your gift. He'd probably teach me how, like, this is how you do... This is how you create a puzzle. And be like, okay... (laughs) He'd have, like, a whole PowerPoint slide. This is how you do it. <laughs> that would be how it goes. Um, overall, I say I would be treated extremely well. I mean, he's rich. He comes from a very rich family. 
So I would say I'd be treated exquisitely. Go on nice vacations. <laughs> um, as for shots, me personally, none with him. Absolutely none. I feel like that relationship would be just very, like, I really want to say honest because I couldn't lie to him <laughs> at all because he'd probably be like, you're lying. I can, I know you're lying. He's like a human lie detector. Um, I would say no shots. As for red and green flags, I'd say for a red flag, you'd have to gain his trust. Most definitely because of who his family is. And I just feel like he has some walls built up considering like, you know, Tobias was, I want to say, of crazy. I want to say he's kind of crazy, a little bit of a piece of garbage. Um, I would say you, that relationship would be very much built on trust. Um, maybe get a little insecure with that trust sometimes. Wonder if you're really committed for this sort of reason. Mm-hmm. That relationship would have to be commitment. <laughs> There'd probably be some commitment issues. I don't know. Um, as for green flags, he's very, very sweet. Very, I want to say playful. Like, you know, like, very flirty. Me like, well, heiress. I I wouldn't be the heiress. <laughs> oh. Well, then, heiress. Game on. Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say for green flags, very caring, very I would say he's protective, but not, like, overly protective, like Grayson was. <sighs> I'd say he'd be like, I mean, you can do what you want. I'm not gonna stop you, but please be careful and don't do anything stupid. Um, don't be a klutz. He'd, he'd probably tell me, he'd probably call me a klutz because I am a klutz, which is very ironic considering I'm a dancer and I'm supposed to be very graceful and, like, poised, which not the case (laughs) right now um yeah i would very 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 flirtatious and very flirty especially i feel like once you gain his trust he's very i want to say forward but not too forward like just very funny like i have feelings for you do what you want with them um uh treating my enemies blackmail (laughs) Very much blackmail him. Um, I would say he prob- we'd probably make a plan to find out who these enemies are, how to deal with them, and then probably wind up blackmailing them. And probably have to wind up playing a game of chess that he would have to play, because I can't play chess to save my life. I want to learn. I do too, but- Dad knows. I just- Nah. It's just- Anytime I look at chess, I'm like, looks so hard. It's like risk. Remembering all the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, overall, that would be a relationship built on mysteries. Yes. We built this schmitty. Oh, yeah. We built this schmitty. Alright. We built this schmitty on Tootsie Rolls. That is our list of book boyfriends. Now, we are going to move on to our game. <laughs> this game was very hard for me to do. Would you like to explain our game? So, our game, you may have heard of this before. It is called Fact or Fiction, and basically what we did was we picked three different 
scenarios, I would like to say. And we have to distinguish on whether they are fiction, like the plot of a book, or facts. That right. is very basic game. Not hard to understand. <laughs> nope. So. It's fun. To keep things switched up, would you like to go first? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is going to be really interesting how this goes. All right. Here we go. Oh, no. And I'm not looking at your notes. Okay. Let me... A popular band, best known throughout the world for their catchy pop rock songs, travels the world meeting fans, celebrities, and drama. As the band becomes more popular, they slowly begin to drift apart as members leave and internal romances unite. But music doesn't bring everyone together as the band sees divorce, breakups, and more tabloid drama than they can handle. Will they let the music speak for them, or will they cave to the rumors and watch the dreams they've built crumble? Facts or fiction? Oh, gosh. See, my mind is, that's hard. Especially with, like, bands and stuff, because you want to automatically think fact. But, I'm trying, I feel like I have an answer, but I'm afraid it's wrong. So... Okay. My gut's telling me it's right, and so I guess I'm gonna go with it. Um, <laughs> hold on. Um, okay. I'm gonna guess, and if I'm, <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, I'm gonna go with fiction. <laughs> Wrong. What? It is a fact. It is the story of Fleetwood Mac. Really? Oh my gosh. I made I made the I made it sound like a book summary, but yes, it is the story of Fleetwood Mac. I had no idea. Did you think it was Daisy Jones in the That's exactly I looked at the book and I was like, I feel like it's Daisy Jones. Because when I wrote it, I was like, ooh, she's gonna think it's Daisy Jones in the Six. Which to be fair. Daisy Jones and the Six is loosely based off Fleetwood Mac. Really? And where they film the show, the studio that they're recording in in the show is the studio where Fleetwood Mac recorded Rumors. That's cool. And they made Daisy Jones a bracelet that is an exact replica of the bracelet that Stevie Nicks used to wear all the time. So, well, fun fact. Also, I did kind of put some little jargon in at the end. Um, will they let the music speak for them or will they cave to the rumors, which is one of their albums, well, I'm not and to watch Mac. the dreams they've built come? Well, I'm not listen I don't listen to Fleetwood Mac, so I, I wouldn't know. know this. I know. But I just, I thought it was funny, like my little tag. And then dreams is a song that they play. Okay. God, mine suck. My factor fiction Say suck. yours out of order because... I know. One of them you're probably going to say is... Okay. So... Oh, gosh. So... Okay. So, mine. This is going to sound very sucky compared to hers, and I am sorry in advance. But, um... So... 
It's a young girl. Mm-hmm. And she's just living her life in her town with her family. Just making, trying to make money. And this town is very religious. And has all sorts of boundaries. And there are certain events that start to unfold in this town that cause it to unravel and fall apart. And it is up to this girl to save her entire family from this town before it eventually tears itself apart. Oh gosh. (laughs) This is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Fiction? Correct. Okay. Ooh, I almost Do you want to know what book? I almost went back on Do it you wanna, and said fact. You want to know what book? I feel like I'm going to be really stupid for not knowing what book. Go ahead. Small Favors. Dang it. <laughs> what do you think it was? I don't know. I didn't know. I was like, that's I like feel the like plot it's of like something. That's like the plot know. of like 50 different books. I know. I started to think, okay. I was trying to pick you a book. You know what I really thought it was? What? Stranger Things. I mean, that's te- you could have technically been right because there is there are books on Stranger Things, but not. I was thinking the end of season four's plot, with the town literally crumbling. But I was like, that's not a book. Okay, okay. I could have thrown. Well, I could have thrown you for a loop and said that's Stranger Things. <laughs> well, no, that's not a it's, book. It's fiction. <laughs> okay, ready? Oh gosh. in here. Let's get you in right here. Let's We've been trying to contact you about your car's extended warranty. Okay, ready? Yes. Just as a newly married woman begins to settle into her life with her new husband and teenage stepdaughter, her husband goes missing. As she begins her search and looking for him, she discovers he may not have been who she thought he was. With the FBI arresting her husband's boss for embezzlement and fraud, she is forced to reflect on everything he has ever told her. Family drama and mistrust around every corner, but will she be able to find her husband and learn the ultimate truth? Oh, no. These are hard. This is a fun game, though. Okay. All right. (laughs) Let's see. What have you read that sounds familiar? <laughs> if it's even fiction. It doesn't sound like it's fiction. It actually sounds like something that would happen in real life. And I would know this because I listen to true crime. Um, let's see. Gosh, I'm going to lock in my answer. I'm going to go with fiction. Correct. Is it the last thing he told me? Yes. So I knew it. I knew it. I was like, that sounds so familiar. And I was like, you've told me a book. It sounds like, see, I do listen. (gasps) It is the last thing he told me by, is it Laura Cave? Laura, Laura Dave. Laura Dave. Sorry. You said that, you said that book was good. Oh, it was so good. And the movie's coming out. Jennifer Garner is playing the main actress, the main role. And the guy who played Jamie Lannister is playing the husband. There we go. So, okay. <laughs> this next one. Um, so, we've got a young man in high school. 
and he's just trying to live his life, you know, help his grandpa, and this is going to sound so ridiculous. He eats a finger. Oh, I hope this is fiction. <laughs> is that it? Yes. It's Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> That's weird. To, to explain, weird to, expl to explain, to give context. So it's about Yuji Itadori. And this story takes place in a world where there's curses, which is like negative, negative energies and stuff like that. They manifest and they come into like curses. And there are these sorcerers that basically fight off these curses and Itadori um, there's a curse at his school that, like, causes chaos and stuff, and Megumi shows up, who's a jujitsu sorcerer, to try and stop it, and, um, there, he's there for a cursed object, which is one of the fingers of Sukuna, who was known as the King of Curses, and in order to help Megumi stop this attack on the school, he eats that finger and becomes the oh vessel God. for the King of Curses. <laughs> You read some weird things. Well, I was going to give you the plot of Attack on Titan that I saw. That's actually the plot that someone put on a Barnes and Noble. You know how Barnes and Noble has those, like, little card thingies that, like, explain the plot where, like, he's a 10, but he's your brother? Oh. <laughs> Scared me. That was loud. Um, I was actually going to do Attack on Titan. Of course, you would have probably known that that was fiction. But it said, it said like, young man joins the military, finds out he's the Antichrist. So. <laughs> I was going to do that. That could have been fact, sadly. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, Aaron. Ready? <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Go. Okay. This one's very tricky. Oh, yay. The lifestyle of an actress is never easy, but life gives unexpected turns as this actress battles life on a TV set where her boss is a little too friendly. Her life never ceases dropping new challenges in her lap as she decides to leave the world of fame in exchange for a rural life. She finds a small town in New York where her love of the people will save the town and preserve a local business that is the beating heart. Will she adapt and learn to build a life here, or will she find out she find out she's bitten off more than she can chew? Hmm. That's interesting. I feel like you were giving me a hint. Was I? Shh, crap. What hint? What do you think was the hint? I'm not gonna tell you. No. Um, what do you think was the hint? Oh, when, you said, when you've said rural life. Oh, that's just because I can't say rural. Okay, shoot. So it's like rural. Um, okay. Rural. rural. <laughs> For Katie listening, rural. 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 <laughs> um, anyways. Oh, gosh. Crap. That sounds... That, it sounds like a book, but it could also be fact. For Screw it. I'm going with fact. I'm... It's wrong. Correct. Are you serious? <laughs> Technically, both answers are correct. Because it's a non-fiction biography. <laughs> Which one is it? The Royal Diaries. I... 
But I really, I didn't mean to say rural that way. It was just because I can't say rural. So I am correct. But it's The Rural Diaries by Hillary Burton Morgan, who is married to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. A.K.A. John Winchester. A.K.A. Negan from The Walking Dead. And it's her autobiography. So technically it is Didn't fact. he also play something on Grey's Anatomy? Yes, he played Denny. Yes. So it's fact, but it is a book. So it's not really fiction. It's nonfiction. But it's a book. We so should have exclu- both answers. We should have been... excluded nonfiction books. Both answers would have sufficed. So I was right with fact because it is yes. real life. So there we go. Um. All right. Last one. So. Dun, dun, dun. So we have a young, I would say, and rising popular singer. She comes into a conflict with a rival celebrity, which... Is this what I told you earlier? No. Okay. (laughs) Which causes some outrage in the public eye, and people are somewhat divided. They either love her or they hate her. And with this, she decides, after a little bit, to embrace it. And wants to show the, and writes songs to show the world who she is. Is it Taylor Swift? Yes. (laughs) In honor of Eris Torg starting. (laughs) I was like, who's the celebrity? Was it Kanye? (laughs) The whole snake thing? Oh, yeah. That whole debacle? I was like, it feels like Taylor Swift, but there's like, there's 13 albums all about different men. So, that's why I was like, but which album is she specifying? My favorite album that she has. Because each album is about somebody wronging her. So, I I should have... I probably could have worded that a little bit different, but... She's a queen. Yeah. It's my... Reputation is my favorite album she has. I saw an edit that was, like, it was with her on the Ellen show, and it was, like, I guess, like, before Reputation Tour started, and she was like, there will be no explanation, there will just be Reputation, because I am dramatic. I said, yes, queen. (laughs) She's such a freaking... Like, the song... Her song, Mastermind, describes her to a T, because she is a mastermind. She's so good. Oh, well, good job. Thank you. That was only last minute. <laughs> I only got one wrong. Lucky there. We are um, smart. <laughs> so that was fun. We'll have to play that one again. That one was fun. Oh, yeah. That one was difficult. Alrighty. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, that was our episode. Um, any comments or questions or suggestions or whatever you got, um, let us know in the comments on our Instagram post, or I believe now with Spotify, I think you can leave a Q and like Q and A in like if you're listening to the podcast and it's like up on your screen. I think there's like a way where you would normally read lyrics of a song. There's like an option to Q and A. I don't know if that's something I would have to manually put in, but I've noticed it lately. So if that's there, go ahead and leave them there too. Um. But yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's it. <laughs> um, you know, like and subscribe, all that jazz. Um, write us five stars. Helps us get out there to other 
people who like to listen to stuff about books and our socials will be linked below and it's at family fiction podcast on instagram and tiktok for for as long as tiktok's alive um and then our personal socials will be linked below as well um but yeah that's about all i got you got any parting words make a list of book boyfriends you won't regret it trust me oh my that was beautifully done um so yeah we'll see you guys next week we're gonna talk about our march (laughs) wrap-ups it's gonna be fun all right We'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.